Brad, what's up, man? What's happening, Brooks? Buenos dias. Good morning. Que buenos dias. Que, oh, habla español. Sí, habla español porque tengo una uh, esposa colombiana. No, uh, <laughs> hablo solamente un poquito español. Oh, okay. Está bien. Podemos Dude. practicar si quieres. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now I just learned something new we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to practice. I'm going to practice my Spanish with you, man. That's awesome. And if we don't practice Spanish, we can always practice Nacho Libre, which is a close second. Nacho Libre. Get a taste of the glory. See oh, my gosh. Like. Oh, that's so good, man. That's so good. So, good morning. Uh, so, first of all, you're Brad. I'm Brooks. We met at, we met at FinCon. Yes. Uh, was that like two weeks ago? One week it's, ago? Two weeks ago? It's been two weeks ago already. It's, it's just like... <laughs> time is flying man yeah it really time is is flying so if you guys are going to be tuning in this is going to be money chats we're literally we're going to talk we're just going to talk money side hustles uh the last time we we hopped on a vid call we just kind of got to know each other a little bit and i was like man this is this is fun we just need to do this live so we're literally going to do the same thing in front of anyone that wants to watch anyone can pitch in and and comment if you so choose if you so want to there's no pressure whatsoever to do that um, but if you if you want to feel free to feel free to join in. So literally thousands of other people right now. That's it. That's it. Don't stay quiet. Don't stay quiet, guys. Don't, stay Don't quiet. be shy. All right. So let me, I'm gonna play this little clip, man, that I made for us for us to have Sweet. a chat, and I, then we'll and then we'll and then we'll talk, man. I love it. I I love it. I love it. I need to do something like that for my channel, actually. So, uh, so I, I I use a mix. I use this little free editing software. I've forgotten because I hadn't used it in so long. Um, called OpenShot Video Editor. I've done a lot of research in the past. I I don't know if you have a a a software that you already use or not, but um, yeah, that's been kind of a journey for me, actually. I okay, I'm a Mac guy, so I started off using iMovie, and I just about. three or four months ago when I had, after I had a couple of videos go viral, I was like, Oh, I need to up my game. So I upgraded to final cut pro, uh, which totally. is, yeah. So, um, but that, so, that, that, no, yeah. Don't, don't write down this, this little software would be like your, the, the iMovie. It's totally, okay. it's kind of like the windows movie maker. So it's so simple. It's like, cool. You put in a video, you put in a, a, a clip and then you just kind of let it, well, I'm you glad know, you, very basic. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned it though, because a lot of my students that are kind of starting online businesses, one in particular that's a coach like I am, I'm kind of training him and he's trying to figure out a free, uh, you know, or, or simple. Um, okay. So that yeah. that would be a good recommendation for him. That's yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man. Because the, uh, just in the scheme of learning a software or whatever, I think can be like, that's a, that's a hindrance for people. Like for you, it's a hindrance for me. It's a hindrance for like people that we're coaching or talking with or teaching or whatever. Like that, uh, like I have a friend that was talking about starting a podcast recently and I was like, Oh, cool, man. Like, what's your, like, what's the holdup? He's like, nah, he's like, I think I understand the equipment. I got to figure out like the editing part in this. I'm like, man, like let's, let's go. Like you can just, and, and that, I also gave him the advice, which I think he actually agreed or had heard this before. I was like, man, don't even tell anyone you have a podcast until you have like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, 10 episodes, 12, maybe like publish in a catalog, public, and then you can promote your podcast. Um, a hundred percent agree. 
Yeah. I think that's I think that's a great approach. That's exactly the way that I teach my uh, students, my online business students is like, you know, first of all, start before you're ready. I, I hear Sean Cannell of Think Media saying that start before you're ready because you're never going to be ready. Yeah. It's going to be imperfect. Just start where you are. But you want to have a catalog of content before you start. So then you can start, you know, like with blogging or a YouTube channel. It's like I recommend having like 10 to 20 pieces of content ready so that you as you start off, you can automatically have at least one piece of content on the regular every week. Because as you're building an audience and as you're, you know, trying to fill your your funnel for whatever it is that you're trying to do, that consistency is is really important. Totally, totally, totally agree, man. What, uh, I'm like my goal, like my personal content for YouTube is like a weekly, a weekly video. And that's, um, I would love to over time expand my time and energy put towards that production. Um, just because I enjoy it, it's fun. And as it grows, it'll make more sense to do so. But like, I think for me doing more than once a week, um, is, is tough. Like, for, like for me personally, what, totally. what is your, like, what's your current? Um, it's a great question because I'm in the middle of doing a lot of experimentation. I was doing two sort of produced videos. And, and like I said, I had a, a, a few months ago, I had a couple of videos go viral. And so I've been trying to really up the production value in terms of using title packages and B roll and stuff like that. And so now I'm getting, I've gotten to a place where, you know, I'm not a crack editor like you were talking about before. You know, the technological side of this stuff is really, you know, a challenge for for me. I'm more, you know, on on the I do better with actually creating, thinking about, and creating the content. And so, uh, so I was doing two of those kind of videos a week, which would take me, you know, basically a whole day to produce. You know, to write, yep. shoot, and then edit. Uh, but I, I'm in the middle of. Um, or I'm almost finished producing my next uh, course, which is a digital a budgeting course, digital budgeting course that's you know basically video based, and that's you know as you know you know creating courses is kind of an all all hands on deck thing, so I've cut back to one video a week, one produced video a week, uh, and then now I'm experimenting with just going live, um, you know maybe answering questions from a previous video or talking about uh, a trending topic, you know, inflation is a big thing right now, you know, with my audience um, and just different, you know, answering different questions that they have. So I'm experimenting with that. And then obviously doing collaborative stuff like this, yeah, uh, where it's just kind of opening up, you know, my story, your story, and kind of the amalgamation of those two things to where people can walk away with one or two ideas that they can implement for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So one of my, um, so I'm going to try to pull up, this is funny. I forgot I can do this. I'm going to try to bring in like, uh, my screen. Maybe I'll even show your channel and all that. I'm gonna try to figure all that out. Oh yeah. Wow, we're all chatting, good. man. Yeah. So if I'm like, if I'm over here typing on my laptop and trying to do all this stuff, that's that I promise I'm not being disrespectful, man. That's what we're I'm not doing. ignoring you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to remember how to do all this while we're, uh, while we're here. Um, but, uh, no, man, I was about to respond to something, but then I, I said that anyways. But uh, okay, so um, I, I guess rewind back a little. Oh, I, I was going to tell people like how, how we had just kind of synced and had this yeah, specific great. idea. Like, right. so we when we met at FinCon, I just kind of said, hey, like we met at a table about YouTube um, is what we were talking about. And in just a second, we'll, let's rewind back and tell people a little bit about FinCon. So maybe if someone has never heard of it or they're thinking about it. So don't let me forget that. But But we were sitting at a table like literally the last day talking about some YouTube strategy. And uh, I think I was like, hey, guys, so I have this idea. Like, what do y'all think? I was like, the idea is like, hey, get channels that are of similar sizes that vibe together 
to literally do do lives together, like do lives on each other's channels so that we can introduce each other and to each other's audiences. We're talking about similar stuff. I was like, right. what do y'all think? And like, you were like, dude, no brainer. Great idea. Like, let's connect. And here we are. This is the, this is the first one of that, like of that idea. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So FinCon for, you know, people that don't know is basically just, it's an annual live and now virtual conference. You know, it's kind of, they've kind of divided it up where, you know, personal finance content creators, you know, YouTubers, bloggers, TikTokers, yeah. people that are in the finance, personal finance space or ancillary to the personal finance space can kind of get together to, learn some of the best tips and tricks in the industry, how to grow their channels, how to grow their influence, how to use some of the technological tools. There are lots of really great, you know, sort of breakout sessions uh, and roundtable discussions, which like Brooks was saying is, is how we met at a YouTube roundtable discussion and, and presentation. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest why for me going to that conference this year was really to network and to connect with people like Brooks, because my platform is at a place where I really need to grow my email list. Um, you know, I have a, a fairly decent sized YouTube channel. I'm just under 10,000 subscribers right now. And I, I would say probably Brooks, you're probably the same as I am. You're not a traditional YouTuber. I'm not trying to be a YouTuber. I just use YouTube as a way to connect with my audience so that they, I can increase that knowability, likability and trust, trust factor exactly. uh, to then get them on my email list. And on my email list is where I share regular weekly, bi-weekly content, and then offer them access to my courses, my membership site uh, and coaching and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man, I would agree. I'm, uh, I'm definitely, if you ask me, Hey man, what do you do? My first answer would definitely not be I'm a YouTuber. Um, right. Al although I do have some friends, man, in, in, in my town. So I've got little, little Mobile, Alabama uh, in my town. I've got a, I've got a friend that's a gamer, uh, almost a million subs. He may be at a million subs I now. I believe full, it. Yeah. Full, full time, like full time. Right. And if, if you ask him, Hey man, like, what do you do? He's like, ah, I'm a, I'm a YouTuber. Like I, like I play, right. I play games and create, create, you know, content, entertaining content. So, um, but so what, what was your, and this was, this was your first FinCon too, right? Yes. I was supposed yeah. to go last year, but they had to cancel it because of the cough. So yeah, the cough, the cough. Uh, that's the first time I've, that's the first time I've heard anyone say that. Really? Feel yeah. free, feel free to use it. It's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. out there. It's out there freely usable. Uh, um, you just, you just said that publicly. Yeah. So we're going to, we're yeah. going to use that. So, yeah. So what was your, uh, what was your feedback or what was your take on the conference, like attending the conference? Like if, like for someone that's a content creator out of all that stuff you just mentioned, like, what are your, like, what are your thoughts? I think, I, I mean, I definitely give it an, an A. Um, I think that one of the things that immediately comes to mind is that if you're doing anything in the online space, it can be a pretty lonely existence just because you're creating content, you're working by yourself. And I'm not naturally an introvert. I think as I'm becoming older, I'm becoming more introverted, but oh I'm gosh. not naturally, I'm, I'm much more extroverted. And so it's, okay. it, I find it, I sometimes forget because of most of what I do, creating videos, creating content, you know, interacting with my audience sort of like electronically, so one of the biggest rushes I got out of that was this, oh, wow, here are, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people. I don't know how many people were there. 
people that I don't have to explain what I'm trying to do. There's an automatic connection where I don't have to explain what an email funnel is. I don't have to understand. I don't have to explain what a content calendar is. We all, everybody knows we all speak a common vocabulary and that we're all also in the personal finance space in some way, shape or form. So I think just from an encouragement standpoint and a connection standpoint, it really kind of connected with that more extroverted side of, of me. And then, like I was saying before, you know, one of my primary reasons was to, for going was to network with other content creators, try to get on their platforms, have them on my platform so we can sort of cross pollinate our, our audiences, uh, connect with some other brands. I think, you know, one of the limitations or, or areas for improvement with my platform is really, um, you know, increasing my affiliate marketing platform, you know, um, footprint, you know, yep. increasing sales in that, in that sense and finding brands that are a really good fit, uh, for me and for my audience and, uh, you know, just going, going, going at it at, from that perspective. So in some ways I will say the jury's still out, um, as to the effectiveness of it. Although I have already purchased my ticket for next year, um, you know, just for the benefits that I've gotten out of it, I actually pur- purchased the pro pass, which gives you some like elevated benefits of pro networking and stuff like that. But I, I feel like the value is completely there. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, just like with any other kind of networking, I've always noticed that there's the kind of like that 80, 20 rule, like you'll connect with people and you'll share information, but a lot of people, only maybe 20% of those people will actually reciprocate and follow up and actually do something. And obviously, you know, Brooks and I are, you know, hopefully a part of that 20%. And so I'm, I'm hoping that there's a, a little bit more elevated percentage of that. So the jury's still out on that piece, but I would absolutely do it again uh, and we'll do it again uh, if, if, if we have the opportunity to do it next year. So how about, how how about you? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Like agree, agree with what you said. I had a similar experience. Um, even actually even the introverted thing, that's interesting. I kind of made a a hand signal as you were saying that I'm finding myself also becoming, uh, also becoming more introverted. Uh, And so that's, that's, that's interesting. And, uh, maybe, maybe another, another conversation, another time just to keep, I'm gonna keep that in mind. Yeah. I don't know if that has to do with content creation, the cough, if it has to do with just me as a, uh, as, as, just my age. I don't know. But FinCon, I thought was cool. The coolest thing I thought um, was that in a room, you're sitting around a table and you're just kind of chatting with some people. What I thought was super cool is that one person to your left could be like, oh, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel. I'm a CPA. You're like, oh, cool. The person to your right could say, oh, I have a little YouTube channel. It's you know, like 500,000 subscribers. Uh, And you're like, (laughs) Huh? Holy smokes. Like right. this is really? crazy. You yeah. know? Yeah. And so I, I thought that was cool how it was the mix of all of that just all together in one kind of conference. Totally agree. I thought that was cool. I also noticed some of the big brands that came there definitely were there just to like see their friends. And I, yeah, I thought that right. I thought that was kind of cool. And I was like, man, I that would be fun. Like if 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 I continue to come to this event, like cool. Like you're just like, it's like a little reunion, you know, you've been grinding, doing your thing for the last year and you're excited to come and collaborate and be around people that have become your friends. And so I, I thought that, I thought that part was pretty cool about the, event. I, I, I totally agree. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something that I, I forgot sort of, um, and, and a feature that I, you know, I did a couple of interviews while I was there at FinCon and it was really encourage another source of encouragement for me was just how approachable, the bigger content creators were, you know, people that I've been following for years, like, uh, Talat and Ty, um, uh, 
McNeely with with his and her money. I mean, they've got over two hundred thousand you know YouTube subscribers. I've been following them for years. Yeah, and I walked up to them and they actually knew who I was, and they they were How super cool. encouraging and I, and it was like, wow, this is this is amazing. So I just found that you know all of these people that I've known about for years and have followed for years. I could just walk up to him and have a conversation with him and even talk about a potential collaboration of some kind. So totally agree with you. It was, it was major, majorly encouraging from that, that respect as well. Totally with you. Actually. And, and so while you were talking, I just found this photo and, uh, like oh, this guy who is, yeah, yeah, just great man who minority mindset, who is one of the, uh, keynote speakers. Right. Yes, and yes. you know, he's got a, he's got a, a media brand over a million subscribers, full-time business. He had his whole team with him. That's funny. They were all from Michigan. It was like, it was like <gasps> six or seven young people. They were like, yeah, yeah. we're the team. Um, yeah. and that guy was like, it was like, yeah, come and see me, come to my booth. I want to meet everyone. And I, like I watched, man, there were just lines of people yeah. just meet, meeting this guy. And he's like, Oh, send me. actually I sent him an email. He was like, Hey, send me an email. I want to connect with YouTubers. And I was like, sure. And he, he responded like, I, I, I followed up. I sent him wow. an email like a couple of days later. I was like, Hey man, if there's ever anything I can do for you, just let me know. You wow. know I love your channel. He said, absolutely. I'll keep that in mind. So I don't, I don't know. Like, you, like you never know what can come out of like connect, you know, making connections and networking. Right. So. And that's the beautiful thing about this whole space is that I think the more open-handed you are, and and obviously a guy like that gets it because he's got yep. over a million subscribers, and yet he's still not you know wearing that as sort of like this. Oh, I'm so much better than all you guys. It's like exactly the opposite. It's like, hey, how can I help you? How can we collaborate? Whatever you know. Exactly. I mean, I, I I'm trying to recall his story, but from uh, the key, I got to hear him. He started literally the same as as us, as anyone else that's out there that's maybe has zero subscribers or five subscribers, or maybe you have ten thousand. It's like there's a like there's always someone ahead of you and always someone behind you, but everyone totally. starts at this at the same spot, you know. And so he he kind of shared his story. It's the same story. Everyone's yeah, stories right. that has a giant brand or a big yeah. channel, like I've, I literally have heard the same story from all of them, unless mm -hmm. they had some crazy, like, you know, random, you know, virality and stuff. And, and, and there's that, there's that degree of luck as well, right. Within your channel, but it doesn't come from not doing anything. It comes from being consistent, doing hard work, putting out content and then reaping rewards at some point. Like it's, That's um, I don't know. I just, I love hearing that common thread among all any, any large brand that like, Oh, the story yeah. is literally the same, you know? Yeah. So that means automatically like, Hey, it's possible for me. If I, if I follow certain principles, if I saw, follow certain behaviors, if I just do what I need to do every day. And the thing is, is you also don't have to hustle yourself to death because the content that you're putting out there, I mean, I guess depending on how fast you want to grow or, or, you know, how fast you want to learn. But I mean, I think that's why it's really good to, you know, for everybody to have some kind of online business, no matter what, because I'm sure you'll agree and we'll get into, it's great to have and wise to have multiple streams of income. And we all start at the same place, which is zero. And maybe your, maybe your mom, maybe your wife, maybe, your, you know, it's your, three of your closest friends are your first subscribers, but then you can grow it and scale it from there. That's right. That's right. I, yeah. I think like, yeah, for me, I'm definitely looking at the, uh, I'm gonna call it the YouTube like branch or hub or spoke, I guess, if you will, for yeah. my, for my wheel. Like if you looked at it in uh, a straight line fashion, like, like people do jobs, like it, yeah. it, it clearly would not be worth it. Right. And you would right. be frustrated. And that's why I think most people probably quit to get started yes. with anything yep. like a podcast yep. or a blog or a, a totally YouTube true. channel. Most yep. people are going to quit. And it's like, I, I get it. It's because you do a lot of work and you don't see results and you get frustrated. Yeah, but like any and and this is I'm sure you can attest to this. Any business person can attest to this. Like 
traction takes time. It's all about like consistent, like long-term effort and like real, real results start to happen. Um, I've seen that. I've seen that so many times in different, you know, projects that I've done. Um, and there's been, yeah, there's definitely been things that I've stopped for, for different reasons, but like, even, even in my head though, knowing that like, Oh, okay. Like, uh, if I, if I did choose to keep down this path and growing, like it, like this thing could, this thing could grow. I mean, it's, When, when you, when you see thousands of people around you doing, you know, having, having those results, like it, like it works, you know? So I love that. I love that about FinCon, but yeah, it's a very, uh, it's still a meritocracy in that sense. You know, it's like, you can, you can build it. And I, I, if you don't mind, I'll totally share, you know, I mean, I, I started, I'll do this briefly. I, I won't, I won't, you know, uh, blather on and on and on. About Tell us it. who you are, man. Who are oh, you? Well, all right. Well, my elevator pitch for my brand is I'm Brad with zero debt coach where we help five and six figure, uh, corporate burnouts escape their nightmare by teaching them how to organize and optimize their finances, uh, obliterate their debt and move on to financial independence by learning how to invest and how to start an online business. So oh, I nice. started this, uh, I started this platform in earnest in May of 2018 as a blog. I did, I, you know, did the thing that we talked about earlier. I, I made sure that I wrote 20 blog posts before I published. So I actually published my first blog post in September of 2018. So I started out as a blogger. I took uh, Ruth Sukup's Elite Blog Academy course and you know, just followed to the letter what she taught in there. And so uh, one of the things she teaches is to pick one social media platform and go all in on it. So that was Pinterest for me. And I was doing that and I was getting a little bit of traction, but I just started to see like, you know, video for, especially for what I do, you know, talking about people's money, you know, getting, you know, building that trust factor and stuff like that. It's much more relatable to do video. So about a year later, I'd had about a thousand email. I'd built about a thousand email subscribers up to that point, uh, which was really hard. Uh, It's just exceedingly difficult, I think, in this day and age to build an email list. Um, and then in May, I think it was May of 2019, I started my YouTube channel, just like everybody else. It was super inconsistent at first. It was super awkward. My first video I hate, but I leave it up just because I want my students to be like, you know, to go back and see the imperfection of where I started and be like, Hey, you're welcome. Right. Um, so fast forward another two years, I had built about 263 YouTube subscribers. And then in March of this year, I had a video finally go viral. And within three weeks, I went from 263 subscribers to 5,500 subscribers. Wow. And then in another month, I had another viral video after that and went from 5,500 to 8,500 subscribers. And, um, and so now I'm, I'm really, I'm close to 10,000 and, uh, but it's just like, it's, yeah, it's I only awesome. bring that up to, to buttress what you're saying, Brooks, that it does, it takes time. It's going to take you probably at least a year, two years, three, maybe five years to get to the, the place of revenue generation and profitability that you think you should be after. But the great thing is that each one of these pieces of content that you put out there, they're out there in perpetuity. You exactly. know, people are always going to be discovering some, it's almost like a little salesperson for your brand that you're creating every time you create a piece of content. And once in a while you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll hit the, the YouTube al- algorithm like I did. And man, that just exploded things. My email list, I added like another a thousand, uh, email about a thousand email subscribers in the next few months. And, um, and so I'm in the, I'm in the scaling phase, which is so encouraging 
you know, because when you first start off and I'm sure you've experienced this too, it's like, you're speaking into a void. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know if anybody's listening. Probably nobody is listening, but I need to practice and I need to get stuff out there. So that's a little bit of my story and how I started. Dude, I, I love it, man. I wrote down a couple things because I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to necessarily interrupt. So the, the fact that you leave the old vids up, the vi yeah. old videos is awesome. I love, uh, like I, like when I watch my own old stuff, I like, I cringe myself and I'm like, I would, I would click away from this. Like I yeah. would not watch this content today. Right. Um, and one thing I've done or started to do is, um, man, I'm starting to like, when I create content, I'm trying to improve upon myself. And like, I heard that yes. from someone and I was like, oh man, that's actually a great point. Like if, if my click-through rate is X, I'm trying to increase that click-through rate. Yes. If my, if I'm getting uh, X percentage of average view duration or, or watches on my video, I'm trying to figure out how can I increase that for, for me? And it's like, I like I always have this overarching goal of just like moving things up and to the right. And that's like one of those up yeah. and to the right examples. And it's totally. like, man, if you're always just aiming for up and to the right to get better and improve, like you're not just improving for you. Like you're improving for, for, for like YouTube as well. Like YouTube wants to like, they, they want to just give us all this flood of people. Like it, it totally makes sense to me, but like our job is just to make sure that we're, creating good content and it's in line with whatever people want to watch, you know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, like things is simple. Like, so for me in the last, um, even in the last like 30 to 60 days, a few things that I have been changing on my own, uh, my own channel, I'll, I'll name, I'll name three things right now that I've been changing. Um, one, I realized I had tons of like little small dead space in my video that I wasn't editing out. I began to edit that out and I realized, oh, it really helps the video move along. I, yes. I knew that I knew that from watching other people's videos. Right. But I wasn't taking I wasn't going the extra mile and doing right. those edits. So now I'm like, I go through instead of one round of edits and like let's publish, I go through three now. By um, the way, I yeah. have a tool I have a tool for that that I discovered about five months ago. A buddy of mine turned me on to it called timebolt.io. Okay. Okay. You fly the, literally you fly the video into it and it cuts it up for you. And so then you can fly it into your video editor. Um, there's a couple of different, um, file types. Of, so, uh, I mean, I just save, I mean, that saves me so much time just using that tool timebolt.io. Um, and I went ahead and bought like a lifetime license for it. Um, because I literally use it for every video, even, even with, uh, interview videos that I record, just like you said, it's, you know, it's all about dopamine levels with the YouTube audience. So the more you can keep them engaged with those jump cuts in between and B-roll and title packages and, you know, presentation material, it's like, we're also addicted to dopamine that yep. we're going to, you know, we're going to click off. I mean, most people are going to click off if they get bored. You yep. Know? Yep. So a, a qu question on that, on that cutting out the time. Um, if you have purposeful time, in right. there, would it also snip that out? So you can basically, what it does is time bolt goes in and just slices the time, the time, um, it slices out the, uh, the video time, but you can go into your video editor and expand that out. If you want that space, if you want okay. that space okay. to be there. So you have the choice of leaving it that way or expanding it out. If you, if you choose. Got it. Okay. And yeah. time bolt is it's working within your, no, Soft. no, it's a, it's a separate. So what you would do is like when you record the raw footage, yep. you basically fly the raw footage into time bolt 
And uh, okay. maybe when we do, uh, maybe we do this next week, I'll actually do like a little demo of it. Okay. Um, and I'm not affiliated with him or anything like that. Not that that would be a sin, but um, you know, you can basically fly the raw footage in there and then it cuts it up uh, and saves, saves it as a file. Like for me, I use uh final cut pro. So it saves it as an XML file. And then I import that XML file into final cut and it, it imports the file all chopped up. And so then I have the, um, you know, if there's one clip that's chopped up and it's a little too short, then I can just take the editor and just pull that out and extend it. If I want that space. Got it. Got it. Now that's cool. Yeah. So I feel like those, I feel like those would be things that I'm starting to would, would be looking to improve efficiencies. And so have you heard of, um, have you heard of Descript? No, no. So the script has been, I'm going to put it in the chat just for okay. everyone that's while I'm at. The, the script's been kind of blown up. It's a, um, I'll put it, every, in there like well. what I just did was the, uh, was the, um, um, yes. It, the script cuts out all of that automatically with AI, like all wow. the, all the, yeah, any like, and then you can even, like I saw, uh, I, I played around with it. You can even, if you said the wrong thing, you could even change the words in the text and it uses AI to match your voice and correct the word in the oh, audio. Oh, wow. Uh, is that crazy or what? Yeah. I mean, it's really cool, but it's also a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. I, I totally hear you. Um, but yeah. So I'll say another tool here. Okay. So so the, just let's see before I forget. So one of the things is me looking at, um, at that. Another thing I, yes. I want to point out because it because if anyone is uh, if anyone's growing a YouTube channel, uh, you may be asking the questions like, "Oh, why aren't I growing?" or whatever. Another so when I started looking deeper at analytics, oh wait, I, oh, hold on, man. I, I think I have it on. I think I have it on here. My intro. Oh my gosh, I do. Okay, this is what I was using for my. I'm gonna call it my YouTube bumper video. So like okay. when I said, "Hey guys, in this video, whatever, we're gonna talk about this." Okay, we'll get right to it, or comment down below, and then we'll get to the video. This is what I played. Dude, Dude, I mean, like, that, that's the coolest that video is, ever, right? Oh, uh, that is so cool, man. Okay, so, like, I thought I thought it was cool. And I, I think it kind of is cool. But one, I don't it know if anyone, cool. I don't know if anyone cares. I don't know if anyone cares. But here's what the analytics showed. What the analytics showed was that, man, I've got like a 30% drop off in right. when that happens. And so that's right. either A, people saying, I'm out of here because I'm like, I'm already bored. I don't like, this is, right. it, it's too long. Or B, they're like fast forwarding through the video, which is, which is okay. Um, but for my last like dozen videos, I haven't even, I haven't even used anything. And in the future, when I go back to using something like that, I'm going to use something that's five seconds or less. Yeah. Um, I think so that's any- the key. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the key. I mean, uh, and I'm I'm learning a lot of the same things right now too. I actually cut out. I had a I have a little bumper, and and even my elevator pitch, I've just totally cut that out because I want to get to the 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 heart of the matter as quickly as possible for those people that are you know, uh, you know, just starving for dopamine, or at least they're start think they're starving for dopamine. I'm so so that's a funny one there too, man. I I I need to figure out how to briefly tell people or give people this um this idea of like, wait a minute, like who is this guy? I'm kind of interested. Right, so right, like, right. I, I, I'm totally with you, man. You, yeah, yeah. Like 
but but we don't need to like have some elongated uh right hey make sure you're with me because this is what i'm about and this is who i am and this like i think if that goes on for more than like like succinct is the is the word i think you know it's all about it's all about keeping the keeping the flow going which is exactly what we're talking about Exactly. So that's my number two. Uh, before I forget, the third thing that I have been doing, and I'm like, dude, this is starting to get fun. I've kind of masterfully done it. I don't have enough time to to have this playing because I need more like views on my videos. But uh, I am now flowing videos into videos where I wasn't doing it before. So also in analytics, uh, okay. I, I think I talked about this at that YouTube roundtable. Uh, at the at the end of most of my videos, what I was doing was, hey guys, thanks so much for watching, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I started uh, yes, saying right. something like that. Yeah. That is, that signals to me, to you, to anyone that like, Click this, video, this video is over. I'm either, yeah, I'm either going to eat lunch or I'm watching some other video. Um, I now strategically have no language like that. Right. When I, when I now finish whatever I was just saying, I'm like, cool, next, you need to watch this video about this because we were just talking about it, blah, 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 blah. And it and I'm putting it on the screen while I'm talking about it. My goal is to obviously get someone to flow into another video. And I know that if I keep doing that strategy and can convert whatever percentage of people that make it to the end of my video to watch another video, I will start seeing YouTube uh, say, hey, thank you so much, Brooks Conkle, for doing that. We're right. now going to start doing what I was talking about and opening the spigot a little bit more. So those yeah. are three things. Brad, Brad, man, I've made, I've made probably, I don't know, well over 200 videos. Um, yeah. wow. and, and like, I'm just like, those are three things that I think are huge that I'm just now realizing, yeah. wait a minute, these are super important things that, that I should be doing. And there's no way I would have known to even start those a hundred videos ago. Just, it's totally. just like an, it's an ever evolving, like educational hub, you know, creating content is like this ever evolving yeah. hub where you're continuously learning. There's yeah, there are no shortcuts. It's like, you just have to do it. Uh, and they, you know, um, I listen to Sean Cannell and the think media guys a lot. And I, I tell, you know, my students that are trying to get into this, it's like when you first start off, it's a hundred videos. You got to do a hundred videos before you're even going to even have any idea of what you're doing, you know? And so uh, that's a, really a testament to the fact that you've done 200 and you're like, okay, things are really starting to come on now. I'm really starting to know what to look for in the analytics. I also, you know, I know what, what it is that I need to do in terms of removing dead space, like making my opener and my elevator pitch, like super succinct. Uh, I, I, what do you mean by, um, flowing videos? Oh, flowing videos into videos. You mean like yep. going seamlessly to the, Hey, exactly. by the way, if you like this, check this one out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. The end screen. Yeah. yeah flow yeah. In, instead of, and, and not using any language that tells you I'm ending a video. You just think right. I'm still talking and, and right. I am. And then now there's a video on the screen and now I'm talking about this video and like, right. uh, and I may not be super specific on the exact video, but I do plan out now right. before I record. Uh, I think about, okay, what, what can this flow into? Oh, okay. It can yeah. flow into like this type of playlist or this, maybe this specific video. Um, yeah. and so, yeah. And so I'm, I've only done that for the last, you know, I don't know, five or six videos, but I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped to do that for the next 30 videos that I have. Yeah, right. Totally. To see like, yeah. cool. Like how does this, how does this start to play out? So oh, that's awesome. I love, I love that idea because that's something that I'm, it's getting the, the wheels turning for me too. It's like, man, I could totally do that. Cause I have a, you know, I don't have, I have pretty, I think close to 200 videos. I'm, I'm 
trailing behind a little bit there, but, um, yeah, I mean, any of those little tips and tricks, I think also one of the things that was helpful, I know we talked about this at the round table as well, is that, um, you know, I'm not trying to be a YouTuber. I'm using YouTube for a very specific purpose, but I always want to bump up against that ceiling of what the most optimized YouTubers are doing. And it's stuff. It's exactly stuff like this. But at the end of the day, I really, my, my, the objective for me with YouTube is to get that person to download one of my opt-in freebies uh, or uh, otherwise get on my email list. Yeah. Um, that's really what, that's the goal, you know, for me. But so do you, um, so, okay, that's a good point. Do you, do you try to get people to do that in every video or do you just let yes. it be standalone? Con okay. So you, you, no, some I pitch sort of a lead action. Yeah, yeah. I use, I pitch a lead magnet, um, in every video. Um, and cool. I know that, you know, the YouTuber people would, would not necessarily recommend that, but again, you know, I'm not trying to be a YouTube star. I'm trying to build a business that is mine, that is drawing people to my platform. So if YouTube goes away at some point or Facebook, like it went down earlier this week, I'm not building my brand or my business on a social media platform. I'm building my own platform and my own ecosystem that I'm trying to get people into so that I can communicate with them directly. That's my whole strategy. Smart. No, yeah, I think that's smart, man. I don't, I don't build any, so I've just started kind of building, uh, in, I shouldn't say I've just started building an email list. What I should say is I'm just starting to actually get people subscribed to my email list based yeah. on the based on the amount of traffic that I'm getting on my blog. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like right now, I'm between like four and six a day. So I'm like, okay, in a year, oh, that's, that's great, man. That's steady, and my traffic that's stays. Yeah, so it's 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 getting serious now, you know. But I, I'm only at like 200 something. But I'm like, oh, in a year I'll have a lot. So oh, but, but on, especially since you're doing since you're doing video, video are I, I have found, you know, like I said, I started off with Pinterest as my you know lead generation, and I was getting more traffic per se from Pinterest. I was getting about 30,000 page views per month, wow. and once I sort of abandoned that, it cut my my page views in half. So I only get about 15,000 hits to my web and unique hits to my website every month. But my email opt-ins are going way up and the quality of those emails are much better with video than they were with Pinterest because it's more three-dimensional. Yeah. So I totally interrupted you. You were moving no, on to no, another no. point. Sorry. No, that's super. It's you, you, like, you're just making me think that like, cool. Like uh, for me, YouTube, I don't at all uh, have like a call to action for that. I mean, if anything, I just, I'm, I'm happy to keep people in the YouTube ecosystem for, for yeah. now. At least, for, like yeah. for now. At some point, and I think maybe there's I a mix. I think there's yeah. a mix of that that you can do that. But if you, if you go to my website um, and you click on my, there's a free guides icon at the top, it takes you to a list of all the different, I have over two dozen like free, free guides and printables that. And so what I'm really trying to do with, with my platform is every video I'm accentuating. Hey, by the way, if you think this is helpful, it's I'm outlining exactly how to do this in my eight steps to, if you go to the top there. Yep. Uh, free guide. Left. Yep. If you, nice. yeah, you click on that, that'll take you to my free guides and printables page. And so that basically is, you know, and if you scroll down, you'll see all the different free guides and printables that I, that nice. I have. And then if, that if you want all of them, you can just subscribe to the library. Um, but nice. you know, everything covering any kind of personal finance stuff, um, including Bitcoin and, um, you know, budgeting and organization investing, all that stuff. That's awesome, man. So yeah, that's, that's my cool. strategy is just to get people there. 
Yeah, that's cool. And I've got your um, I've got your link like in the YouTube description. I've got like your I've got your website, but I'll make sure I've got your YouTube channel there too. This is the first time we've done this, so we're figuring this out. But yeah, yeah, no, totally. Like, like you, you and I are trying to figure out how to cross pollinate, right? So anyone that's on my that's channel, right. to, uh, that's get, right. go, go find Brad, and then when I when I connect on Brad, it's like, hey, you know, come come check this guy out or whatever. But um, yeah, so that's our that's our goal, or like ultimately, and then just to have a cool conversation. Um, yeah, the but I this is funny because I feel like us us chatting. Sorry, I heard something crazy. I think my dog was doing something crazy. I um <laughs> yeah, just us having this conversation. I feel like I feel like you and I are learning from each other and then hopefully totally. people people can yeah, uh, absolutely. people can also collect collect notes and write stuff down as, you know, whoever watches this will get will get some value from like literally two guys that are growing uh growing their growing their channels and their brands, you know. Absolutely. So, um I'm I'm curious. Go go ahead. You you were going to say something. No, no, no. You start because mine's on paper so, so I could easily look at it. So I'm curious um, to hear more about your platform because my audience is very interested and I promote this all the time, both in in, in my public facing content as well as my membership. My I have a private membership, Zero Debt Plus. It's a private coaching community that I have. And one of our big things is side hustles. So I uh, okay. followed you know Nick Loper for a long time <laughs> and uh, Chris Gillibo. And so, I mean, one yeah. of the, the things that uh, I think I was uh, super interested in connecting with you and connecting my audience with your content is because I'm always trying to encourage them to go after those multiple streams of income, not only when they're in the debt elimination phase, but when they're out of that and maybe they're working toward, you know, learning how to invest or financial independence or, you know, something like that. So yeah, yeah man. I, 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 I yeah, I so those I'm I'm fans I'm fans of both of those guys. Uh, Chris Chris Gillibo from a long time back. I actually uh I actually was uh he has like a Q and A on Side Hustle School like a, a brief, okay like seven yeah. minute blip on his podcast and actually he he like featured me recently like I had a nice. I shot him a question and I was asking my question to him was hey hey Chris what's up man uh but I was like should you know my question was should I try to focus on one platform and really strategically grow it or like multiple platforms all at the same time and in all honesty I, I kind of had my own my own views or opinions I just wanted to like hear hear another opinion and it's like yeah. that's that's a way to connect with a, a a busy person and someone that's trying to build their brand is like right do it through their platform and give them content so anyways it, yeah. I thought that was really cool. totally I totally read a um he wrote a book a long time ago called The Art of Non-Conformity. Non yep. That that book uh you know like there's bo there's books that I've read in my life where like I've read them and I'm like dude this is me like this is yeah. how my this is how my brain works like this is yeah. how I think and it makes it's almost like uh it's almost like reassuring because yes. you're definitely you know sometimes you're in the minority around you. Um, totally. And so when you, when you can connect with a brand or a person or an entrepreneur and you're like, oh my gosh, we're similar people. Like this is, this is awesome. Uh, man, that's, that's been so helpful. That's been so helpful to me. And that's kind of like what we talked about FinCon about people in, yes. that, that just, that get it, that are doing the same yes. thing you're doing. Um, Love but it. Yeah, but, but my, like, uh, not necessarily, not necessarily my story, but I, yeah, I'm basically like, I'm almost like a full-time side hustler, man. I like yeah. it's it's weird. It's weird to say that, but yeah. I uh it's only been the last couple of years that I've been saying that. I probably shouldn't say full-time side hustler, but it's just kind of a witty way to say it, I guess. Totally. Uh, yeah. When Mo when you when you say side hustle, like people will have all kinds of different connotations on like on what that means. Like, am you know, am, am I Am I an Uber driver? Am I delivering? Am I walking dogs? I mean, like maybe, like maybe, yeah. like 
Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a side hustle. But am I also talking about creating a blog business for a long-term content strategy to pay you over time? Yeah. I mean that like to, like to me, that's also in my like side hustle category. Yes. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I should start there. Right. Because people like side hustle doesn't necessarily mean easy and instant income. Uh, for, right. like, for, like f for me, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I, I guess I should just stick with calling it, you know, building streams of income, whether it's like sure. grit and hard work or whether it's flipping a mirror. Hold on, okay. All right. Now I'm going to show you this or, or whether it's flipping a mirror, dude, I'm so pumped about this. Uh, I, I told you, I told you about this last time, but I'm gonna show you some real pictures. Uh, so sometimes it actually is just creating, creating quick cash, man. Right. Like right. That, that can be a real side hustle. So, okay. Um, wife and I are on a walk as we do often, uh, probably at least once a week, we go on a little walk, l l like two blocks from where we live are not far at all. I see, I see this man pile oh, of trash yeah. right. with, with these two mirrors on it. Okay. There's these two mirrors and I'm like, I'm like, babe, like these are like this is crazy. I was like, I'm, I was like, babe, I'm about to take these mirrors. I'm I, like, we're gonna sell these. Like, like this is these are literally fifty bucks a piece or sixty bucks a piece, like all day long. She's like, what, really? I was like, yeah, hundred percent. I was like, any any other day, I could like, yeah, you could just easily walk by and be like, ah, it's a pain, it's a lot of yes, work, right? But I I stopped and thought about it. I was like, we are not going to have an hour's worth of work in this, and we're gonna sell both of these mirrors for a hundred bucks. In fact. Um, so, so, okay. So I grab them. I carry them all the way back to our place. I, um, uh, I even, she actually even like on the way back was like, Hey, like I might even keep one of these. Like we have this other property where maybe we could use it. I was like, Hey, if you want to, that's fine. Like it, it, that's saving it's 50 free. bucks. Like it's, it's all right. the same, you know, like it's right. all the same to me. She was like, nah, I'll just sell them. Brad, dude, in 24 hours, literally the next day I was like, Hey, like where are those mirrors? She's like, Oh, I like, Oh, I sold them like they're gone. So she just like, you know, set them up, took pictures, Facebook marketplace, uh, sold them to a lady for a hundred bucks. Lady came in, just snagged them from us. And it was less than an hour. I'm like, dude, that is like, that's 200 yeah. bucks an hour pay rate. Um, and I don't know, yeah. man, like I don't, I don't do that all the time. That sure. type of stuff, because it does right. take time, right? You are yes. trading, you're trading time for, for dollars. Mm -hmm. But Sometimes I'm like, man, especially if you're grabbing something that is zero cost, you're only investing time in it. Like th there was like zero risk in me for that. Right. There's zero right. risk. And yeah. we made, you know, we made a hundred bucks cash. Um, so like, man, I, like, I think people just have to be willing to uh, like one, maybe not be too proud to just be open to being creative and seeing yes. what's around you, you know? I agree. It's uh -huh. a mindset. It's a mindset thing. And we, and this is a, this is precisely what we try to coach our students toward is this, you know, like you're saying, you know, uh, diversification of income streams. If you have, you know, it's my personal belief. If you just have your job as your solo source of income, like we saw last year and we're seeing with, you know, mandates and stuff, like people are losing their jobs for whatever reason. And it's like, if you're, if, if you're in that position and you don't have a job and that was your only source of income, you're hosed, you know? And so I think it's becoming ever, ever more important for people to have those multiple streams of income. Uh, so it's a mindset thing. And, uh, and, and it's also a creativity thing. Like you saw, you looked at that and you're like, Hey, all right, let me, let me just think through this for a minute. And it, 
it gets you, it gets us out of the, the consumerist mentality they, mentality that we're all sort of trapped in. And which is something I had to go through when I went through, you know, eliminating $174,000 worth of debt over right. a decade ago. It's like, I had to change my mindset from being this typical average consumer that just solves every problem with money, using money, whether it's mine or borrowed or whatever to like, Hey, no, I need to try to be a little bit more creative about solving this problem because money is my, maybe not always the answer. And so that's precisely, I mean, you're, you're, uh, exemplifying exactly what we love trying to teach our students. So, oh, that's cool. Well, that's good. I'm glad yes. I'm not going against. I'm glad I'm not going against no. the grain of what you of what you guys are in teaching. No way, shape, or form. No, that's exactly. I mean, that's exactly what we'd want to see. So, so kind of. So, uh, I like. I will say <laughs> the the amount the amount of diversification we have is like a little bit too much. And like it went at, at a point probably a year and a half ago. I was like. Eh, okay, we need to, let's, let's trim off the outer edges. And I'm trying to focus more and more on like core things that I want to focus on. Right. Like right. one of those, one of those being my personal brand, like my website, yeah. YouTube, like I'm trying to double down, uh, on, on building, building that brand. But, um, during when the pandemic started, uh, so one of the things that we do, well, well, we do a bunch of stuff, but I can tell you a few of the things that got hit hard and we were, I was very grateful that we had a bunch of streams of income to be able to like focus time and energy and effort in different places. So, so one of the, one of the brands we have is a local media company called the mobile rundown. And what we do is we like, we promote events that are happening. People advertise their events with us. We, we also produce events and we were wanting to produce like four large scale events in a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the middle of planning uh, one of these large scale events. Uh, we were marketing for ticket sales and when the pandemic, you know, officially struck the United States and we were like, we delayed, we delayed, we delayed. We also had uh, at the time two, three, two, two or three Airbnb units that oh. went to zero. Everything, everything canceled. Uh. Every, every stay canceled in these units. And we went from like, you oh, know, no. whatever amount of booked uh, income to zero dollars of booked income. And wow. I, and we didn't know like how long that was going to last. It, it, wow. We were like, Oh my gosh, like, are we about to, are we about to be out of business or like what's right. going on here? So that, uh, that was the time where I realized, you know what people sometimes tell me that I'm stretched too thin or I have too much going on, but I was like, you know what? I just shifted my focus, man. My energy and focus just shifted exactly towards what I could do and what I mm. could generate and create income from. Right. And I just let uh, the other things kind of go. So the I because I didn't have all my eggs in the event production basket, I was right. able, man, to say, "Okay, uh that's frustrating, but okay, I'm scratching that. Like I'm not going to produce that again. And I'm going to put my time and energy towards one of my other projects. Right. Um, Airbnb after a month and a half, it, it re it started rebounding. And then it actually went through this little glorious, like everyone wanted to get the heck out of where they were and go work remotely. So we actually hit a boom phase, like a few months revenge travel, I think is what they were calling that revenge, <laughs> revenge travel. Oh, that's yeah. good, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean like, so that was, that was kind of crazy, but like, um, yeah, that, that I will say is 
something I didn't know was a benefit of multiple streams of income. I never saw it as like diversification. I kind of right, just saw right. it as, yeah. I just saw it as necessity because of like a lot of what I'd done in the past was real estate. And that's all like, that's not a, that's not a W2 wage uh, income. Right. It's like I was making chunks of cash. So I, I call that like a hustle, right? Like that's a hustle. Yeah. Even right. if it's a ton of money, it's still a hustle. And so my, I had just been set up to do all these uh, multiple projects and, but yeah, so I had the realization that, oh my gosh, I'm very grateful that I have all these, um, all these income streams, man, it, it, it actually gets kind of crazy. Like I wrote a, um, I wrote a blog post about it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll throw it in the comments or something. Yeah, please so do. Yeah. He, here I it. was, here I was thinking like, oh man, maybe I have a handful of income streams, uh, like now, granted, if I said real estate was one income stream, that would, it would totally lower it. But man, there's like 19 different income streams. What? Uh, it, it, it's insane. 19? Yeah. I'd so, love I, I'm, I'm all, I'd love to, I'd love to read that. Yeah, so it's 19. like single family rentals, Airbnb units, renovation flips, real estate commissions, wholesaling properties, real estate valuations. Now, granted, all those are different sectors under the real estate umbrella, but they're sure. all, they're all their own projects and separate things. Uh, yeah, affiliate income, Google AdSense, which is now Ezoic for me. Um, course, course sales, which is very small, but it, it doesn't matter. Like, and, and and I tell people in this article, I'm like, hey, look, like uh, some of these I make a lot, some of these I make very little. Right. Uh, you know, and it, like the, the whole point is not to be like an income report or anything like that, but just to tell people, like, mm -hmm. show people what's possible. You totally. Know? Yeah. Um, I've gotten sponsors on my YouTube channel, like, so I'm not wow. even approved for AdSense, but I've I've gotten like sponsorships on making videos before. That's um, awesome, man. Flipping stuff, of course, selling stuff yeah, on, yeah. on Facebook and eBay. Anyway, so it, yeah, it goes on and on. Print, print ad sales, credit card offers, which you and I, I don't know, I, I don't know personally. I count, I count that as income. Some people would say like, no, it's oh yeah, not. totally. I'm yeah. cool either way. Like, oh yeah, we we uh, we've we've saved tens of thousands of dollars on air travel back and forth to South America over the past decade uh, using airline miles and points and cash back. So we're 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 on board with travel hacking for sure. To totally, man. I had a so okay. So uh, I was th this article led to me actually being um, like having an article written about me in uh, Business Insider. So they wrote wow, an article fantastic. and and like and linked to me about this. I included my five favorites. My uh -huh. fifth, one of my five favorites was the credit card income. I was like, it's not about which one's the most. I just said, these are my five favorite. Uh, the editor refused to let it in there. She said, this is, this is not, it's not income. I said, well, like I, I would argue that it is because if I use my debit card, I make right. zero dollars. When I use yeah. my credit card and I pay it in full and I have no interest, you know, I you're harvesting. It. Like, yeah. You're just I'm, harvesting cash that you, that you're using for you know, I mean, it's yeah. like legal money, money laundering in no, some ways. <laughs> no, no, no dice, man. She did. She did not. And she, she cut she it. She wasn't having it. She was not having it. She cut it out of the article, which I mean, like, I, was, I, I can't argue with the, uh, with the editor for the article. Right, right? right. So, but, um, I said, okay, okay, no problem. But personally, I think it is income, you know? I so, totally agree. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we do really well with, with, uh, points and miles and, uh, and cash back as well. Now I, I, I will say this, um, you, you were wearing, you were talking about a brand earlier called, uh, called cube money. You mentioned that yeah. earlier, actually. And it, did you get to meet the, uh, like the owner at, at FinCon? Did you get to talk to those guys? No, I met, I met, uh, one of the ladies on their team and I, yeah. I signed up to possibly become an affiliate or, or whatever. I just need to learn more about the platform. I, I usually 
uh, preach YNAB to my my audience. Okay. And so I'm kind of sold out for them right now. But you know, I'm I'm definitely open to looking at other platforms. Oh, you're like our buddy Nick True. Nick True's like yeah. YNAB. Oh YNAB, yeah. All all in, man. Yeah. Nick's content. I actually point a lot of my students to his his YNAB uh, tutorials. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Nick would love that. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So, so that cube money, cube money was interesting to me. So just, uh, whoever's, whoever's listening, uh, when you listen to this cube money is almost like the date I'm going to, this is how I'm going to describe it. I'm going to describe it as the Dave Ramsey envelope method where you segment, where you segment the amount of cash for, uh, each item that you are going to spend on groceries, whatever, except it's not real cash in an envelope. It's a digital, it's a digital envelope. And then yep. when you go to spend that money, it basically takes it out of that digital envelope. That's kind of how yep. I'm going to describe it. Um, is that is that pretty accurate? You think? I think so. I haven't really poked around uh, in yeah. the Cube app yet, but um, you know, YNAB has a similar feature. They do call their you know the carryover for the budgeting categories, you know, sort of a digital envelope, and that's precisely the way I teach my students to use it. So it. I really like that idea because a lot of people. You know, one of the things like with teaching budgeting is you're trying to get people out of that month to month or paycheck to paycheck mentality. Yeah. And so we try to get them to start overfunding certain budget categories, especially that fluctuate so that they have, you know, like the electric bill, it's going to be higher in the summer. Well, why don't you just, you know, kind of start budgeting every month? So you've got a little bit of leftover. And so a tool like Cube or YNAB, um, you know, or, or even, um, you know, even just an Excel or a Google sheet, um, you can, you can set How- that up as well. How in uh how in YNAB or a Google Sheet could it could it uh could it actually have a budget? I mean it's not like real it's not like real dollars allocated, right? It's just like on a for example, if I set up a Google spreadsheet, I would just say, here's my budget for that. But there's no yes. like there's no there's no cash. I still have to be accountable to that money being allocated to that exactly that line item, right? Okay. Yeah. So the way that the way that we set it up, the way to think about it is very much the way YNAB sets it up is you have a budgeted amount, which is what you're planning to spend, the actual amount, which is what you plan to spend minus what you actually spend, and then the carryover, which is that's really the digital envelope. And that's really what's going to tell you like, all right, well, I have in the budgeted, uh, if I budget $200 for, you know, the grocery um, category, it's going to show $200 in the carryover category. So that's the envelope. And then as you start subtracting that during the month, it's going to tell you what's left in that envelope. Interesting. So, uh, okay. But is, but YNAB is not actually an account that's touching your money though, right? You just, you just know that this is what I have left. Yeah, you. So okay. you can connect it with your your accounts. I don't okay. recommend using it that way because so many of so many of the people that we're coaching, it's we're trying to be, get them out of automation. They need they do Got not it. need to do do automation because that's so we're trying to get them to like basically just set it up to where they're doing everything manually because Got that's it. what's going to get them the most in touch with their money. So I uh, that that's an interesting point because that's something that I sometimes question on my own finances. Right? It's like you set up this perfect flow of money and everything's just like flowing in and out and you're like dude like what like what's even happening like this is crazy you know and it's almost like you yeah maybe you forget items or whatever um so uh related to that in cube so when i uh you know i got to meet the like one of the one of the owners or whatever of of cube and what he said was you know i just told him i said well like i I was like i'll be honest with you man i'm kind of a i'm a big fan of like using my credit card, set it on auto pay, you know, no, no interest and like make money from that because cube costs a little bit of money. It's like, okay. um, 
I don't know. I think it's I think it's like seven or eight dollars a month or something to okay. to use to use the you know their abilities. And I was just like, yeah, you know. And he and he brought up a good point. He's like, well, he's like, yeah. There's studies that say even if that's what you do with your credit card, that people will people will spend more. Yeah. Um. And he had some stats. I don't know how to back those up, but he was like, yeah, that they'll spend X amount more potentially because they're they're actually they're actually psyched in their brain to think like, oh, I'm rewarded from spending because yeah. I get right. points back. Yeah. Um, I would like to think that I don't do that, but I don't, I, but I don't know, man. I mean, like maybe, I, like maybe I, I do think spend that's more. a, yeah, I think what you could do is just do an analysis over the next couple of months of, you know, what you're actually spending. I mean, and that's another element that we really, uh, we, we really, um, talk about, you know, diligent expense tracking. I mean, there basically are three elements to budgeting organization, the budgeting itself, and then the expense tracking piece, which is really the teeth of everything. Um, I tend to think you're, you're probably like my wife and I are in that we don't overspend because we know exactly where our money is going and we know what's in every category and we're dedicated to gamifying that to, you know, constrain to a certain degree. I mean, we've, we've loosened the belt since we've reached a certain level of financial independence, particularly on eating out because it's something that we really enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think once you've reached a certain level of financial responsibility, I don't think that statistic really applies to you. It certainly doesn't apply to us, you know? So I think it's just that awareness of what's going out and how that's reconciling with everything. But for the average person, you know, the average person, 78% of the population lives paycheck to paycheck. So most of the people that are probably a part of that statistic are part of, you know, the 78% statistic as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, oh my gosh, man. I feel like this is really funny. I feel like I didn't even get to, uh, one of the official items that was on my list. Really? It matters. Well, yeah, but I'll say, I'll say that we kind of talked about a lot of this stuff, right? So yeah. side hustles. Um, what are your thoughts on credit cards? Which actually we kind of talked about that. So we talked mm -hmm. about FinCon. I had a few other ones, and, and maybe what we can do is do this on a, a future. Uh, yes. So I had I had a I had a Turo. Uh, do you know Turo, the car rental service? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've heard, heard of, of them. Yeah, it's kind of like Airbnb for cars. Like they, oh, okay, they, they've kind of gotten bigger and they've kind of blown up. Dude, I had my first rent, my first rental. Uh, oh, cool. I, I rented my car out because I'm like, one, I want to see is this a good idea for me, right. and, and if it's yeah. not a good idea for me, at least it's like content that I can create and like tell people about my experience. Totally. Yes. Um, <laughs> kind of interesting fiasco there uh yeah i'm not even gonna uh, yeah anyways it's it's its own it's its own story but well uh, dude i mean i'm i i mean you, you got the, you got the you got the hook in me man you gotta you can't i, I gotta no. Long, no man no man maybe that maybe that's where we end the call okay and then, like we, all right we say, yes. maybe we say maybe we save that one for a future a future dude deal, i love so. it i love it yes well we're uh well we just kind of wrapped up man on like just at an hour so let's uh let's let's end it here i've loved man i've loved connecting with you we're clear clearly we're gonna do this again because yes absolutely just a, lot, just a lot more to talk about yes um so yeah so i'll play this little outro video and then we can catch up we can catch up Sounds uh, good. in just a second okay enjoyed it brooks all right brad all right man talk soon Hey guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We'd love for you to share it, maybe with a friend, review it, and don't hesitate to reach out and say hello. You can connect with us and see the resources that we talk about at destroythebox.us. 
That's www.destroytheboxwith.us. See ya.